When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have never seen anything like this before. Nine gold, nine in a Stanley Whoa. Cup clincher. What are we talking about here? Las Vegas' domination. Look at the celebration. Look at Mark Stone's face. This is the essence of hockey. Let's go. That's a hockey face right there. Carver that is gold. As far as walk-off domination, ending a season, ending a run, this is rarefied air in sports to score nine and lift the cup. Here's what came to mind for me. Secretariat in the Belmont. You don't just win, you shut it down and announce your magnificence with perfection. Vegas. Vegas was moving like an incredible machine the entirety of this game. The fans didn't even know what to do when it was six and seven and eight. It's like, all right, we won, we won. You can't cheer for three hours straight, can you? They tried. And what Vegas did to the Panthers and what Vegas did to this whole league, this postseason scoring at will. And here's the list, what Vegas did to sports since their inception. The list of quickest from expansion to title. That's where Vegas is right now. Tim Kalashaw, around the horn to you to get this done in six years in that dominant fashion. What level of grade are we talking about here with the Vegas Golden Knights? I think, I think it's an entirely different level of grade. I mean, you can look across the way and see the Denver Nuggets. They didn't lose as many games. Uh, I mean, they, they lost fewer games than, than Vegas did. Vegas had some trouble in the second round, but then they started steamrolling people. They beat Dallas in the elimination game by six. They won the Stanley Cup by six to be able to lift this trophy. Tony, after just six oh, years, goodness. is a remarkable thing so for a team to be able to do. So, can we get you a bigger Their trophy cup? is even, I understand, it's a different trophy. Crazy. But to see Mark Stone get that hat trick on his third try with the, you know, end-to-end -end, uh, shot there to keep him, uh, to put it away. Well, it had already been put away by then. Jonathan Marcheseau wins the Conn Smythe Trophy. He was an expansion pick from the Florida Panthers. Maybe Florida needs to rethink <laughs> the players they gave away. They made those kind of moves all over the place. That's why they were in the Cup Finals in, in the first year. They've been a really good team for six years, and now they're a great team. Mina Kimes, how do you even begin to put it together? They go from expansion to title in six years. Yeah, well, I mean, they dominated last night. In the same way, they've dominated throughout the series. The offensive fire power was unrelenting. But I think you hit on how they'll be remembered, which is not so much for that dominance, but the speed at which they arrived at the dominance. And people can point to the changing rules for the expansion draft. Obviously, it was easier for them than some other teams. Um, you, Tim alluded to them acquiring Mark Saw from the Panthers, of course, which was a mistake. But they also made a lot of bold moves in the intervening years that had nothing to do with those changing rules. Trading for Mark Stone, who had the hat trick. Trading for Jack Eichel, who, of course, was injured and was so important in these playoffs. I think they deserve a ton of credit. And I'm honestly thrilled for the fan base. As we talk about how successful this team 
team became so quickly, they also grew that fan base really quickly in Vegas, which some people said couldn't be done. Mm. Martenzi Johnson, welcome back around the horn. And we get you right here to talk about a run we haven't seen really in the last 20 years or so in sports, a championship in just six years. Yeah, I just want to point out that that graphic before we started talking said that the fastest team to do this in all of sports was the Milwaukee Bucks. So let all of America Milwaukee's know that. Milwaukee's finest, Martenzi Johnson. I'll give you credit Milwaukee's for something best. long Milwaukee's before you were born, by the way. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Uh, but, yes, it is impressive. Uh, this is the quickest that an NHL team has done this in 40 years, the Oilers in 83. Um, again, Stone, like uh, Kyle Shaw pointed out, the hat trick, the nine points in a game clincher was the most in the Stanley Cup ever. Um, it's all impressive. I will put it at nine. Let's just say nine, just kind of mean points they scored. But what takes it to a 10 is that five years ago, the owner of the team, Bill Foley, said, we're going to do this in six years. And they did it. And he called a shot. And I appreciate that. <laughs> I've seen that video going around. He did it at a winery, which he's also a vintner. All right. Uh, and, and, and he had it absolutely nailed. That's true. Incredible rich guy move. It really is, but so is owning a professional sports team. Harry Lyles Jr., I turn to you now and uh, on what just happened. It's all-time greatness and impressive greatness and greatness that if you are a team that is going to be or having a new franchise, they've been talking about it here in Atlanta, you just saw the blueprint. They made the playoffs five out of six years. They missed the postseason last year, won it this year. And we talk about their dominance this postseason. I was on the show May 9th when we were asking the question, hey, are they going to be able to sustain this success because of the injury to Laurent Brossard? And Aiden Hill showed yeah. that, yes, they are going to sustain that success. And they did that. You showed it early last night. He had that immaculate save. And then Mark Stone immediately scored the first of his three goals. To me, this run was just really impressive, not just because of the quickness in which they did it, but also that dominance. And now you've got a franchise in Las Vegas, a place where a lot of people acted even just five years ago that it would be absolutely insane to have a franchise in any sport there. Now you have a franchise with staying power in one of the major right. sports in North America. Aces champions of the WNBA and now the Golden Knights champions of the NHL. 16 wins to win a title, right? 13 of those games, they scored four goals or more. And there were games in six and seven and now nine. Tim Kalisha, though, I want to make, you've covered the sports for the last four decades, about the six years to win. You've seen it before. You've seen it some quicker. The Diamondbacks were on that list we showed. The Ravens. You mentioned the Oilers, uh, Martensi. I just want to say, they were in the WHA before they joined the NHL. So that's kind of an asterisk. Go ahead, Tim, on the history. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a team coming in with Wayne Gretzky and Messier and all that is really an expansion team. Really, it was just Martenzi's Milwaukee Bucks who won a coin flip and got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So they, that's, they sustained yeah. greatness. Most of those other teams, they had, a, they had a win or they got it somehow, like the Diamondbacks, and then they, they, they disappeared. This is already the fourth trip to the conference finals in six yeah. years. They've been the first or second or third best team in the West since they, since they hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Well... The way they were outside the rink and inside the rink, again, it's hard to cheer for three and a half hours straight, but, but outside the rink, I mean, that's a party. This parade is going to be one for the ages. We'll move on. The latest from Buffalo today, Stefan Diggs at the team's mandatory camp and on the practice field. Last night, his post on social media, I'd just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep better, tell them, big dog. Tim capping is lying, so so just so you're clear on that. Okay. Yes, okay. This is now two days of mystery and enigma, but how could you not feel it? Something. And then also, Mina Kimes, as I turn to you here, Josh Allen's 
comments yesterday. He took some responsibility about the communication. And this video of the last moments of their season, it's unavoidable in this discussion as well. So, Mina, today with Diggs back at camp, your level of concern. It's pretty high, Tony. I mean, Diggs' absence, which is in some dispute, isn't what makes me concerned. What makes me concerned is the tone that their head coach, Sean McDermott, took talking about that absence. He sounded like he was talking about, I don't know, his son skipping curfew or something when he said he was deeply concerned. And that makes me worried, not just because this is a team, of course, with Super Bowl aspirations, but it is a team that really needs Stephon Diggs. I would argue outside of Josh Allen, he is the most important player on this team largely because of the lack of depth behind him. It's why the Bills have been linked to DeAndre Hopkins. Gabe Davis, their number two wide receiver, is not a number one. It has been inconsistent. As far as the logistics go, they can't trade him. Uh, they already paid him $22 million this year as part of the restructure. Trading would be a massive dead cap hit next year. So they have to make this work. Uh, what that entails, we do not know. We don't know a lot here, but your sense of it. <laughs> Is this about the relationship between quarterback and wide receiver, or is it between receiver and coach? Alan alluded to communication with regard to making sure Diggs is involved in the game. That suggests to me this might be about targets, which could have something to do with both the coach and the quarterback. Of course, but there's no targets in training camp. Tim Callis, I turn to you. <laughs> Tony, I'd be capping if I said I wasn't concerned about the Buffalo Bills. How right does he do it? Really, oh, man. When I look at Buffalo, when I look <laughs> at you Buffalo, just eat that we, in we there. thought we've, we've been picking them to go to the Super Bowl for three years. Remember after game one last year, they beat the daylights out of the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, and we all thought Buffalo was on its way to a right. Super Bowl, and, and again, they didn't make it. They're finding ways to have this great team and not get it done, and now to have an unhappy digs for very uncertain reasons, it's not as can't be his contract he just signed a year ago. That sounds a lot like Minnesota when he became very unhappy there and, and ended up in mm -hmm. Buffalo. So you don't want that. Their receiver depth, I mean, their receiver quality falls off drastically after Diggs. So you've got to fix this. Whatever. All right. Seeing Stephon Diggs at practice today, are you, are you at least leaning towards maybe this is gonna just go away, or you think it's something? Well, first, I'm more concerned with the fact that Tim Kyleshaw has now used the term capping before I have yeah, on the show. I mean, uh, but I think there is definitely concern here. Look, like Sean McDermott said he's very concerned. Von Miller said it's not that serious. I think it's more so somewhere in the middle. It's definitely not nothing. I think what Josh Allen was talking about is a lot closer to the crux of this issue than anything else because, to me, it feels like we're still seeing the extension of Brian Dayball's absence. I actually called and talked to Harry Douglas, former Falcons wide receiver, our colleague, about this day, and I was like, hey, like, put me in this guy's mind. Like, where is he at? And, you know, he played with Julio. He played with Roddy White, so he kind of understands this, and he said it's not just about how they use him. It's about when they use him, and the last time that we saw him, he was very unhappy with how they did not use him at the end of that football game last postseason, so... That is clearly still learning. That's something that's going to have to be solved. And I think a lot of these answers come from Ken Dorsey as we go through this camp and into the season as well. And Martenzi Johnson. I mean, I would be concerned. Like, Josh Allen sounded shook. Shook, I tell you. Shook at that table answering those questions as if, like, his dog died or something. And he made the point that Mina made. This man, Stefan Diggs, is completely integral to what they're doing. He's the most important piece outside of Josh Allen. And if they lose him or if they lose him, I guess, in theory, at, he doesn't want to play for them, but is forced to, the team's not going to win a Super Bowl, let alone a couple playoff games. So uh, 
with Josh Allen, I think he is really serious about this because Josh Allen, there are two errors for him before Stefan Diggs and after Stefan Diggs. And before Stefan Diggs, ew. After right. Stephon Diggs. His completion percentage hey, went up 10 you know, points. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear. I just, I just think you all agree. This is wide receivers have complained about targets time immemorial. All right? We hear about it sometimes, but we don't hear about it the way we did this week. So it's got to be more than that, right, Mina? Yeah, I think if it was about money, it would be a lot simpler, but it doesn't seem to be about money. And as Tim alluded to, because Diggs does have that history of ultimately kind of forcing his way out in Minnesota, that heightens the concern level. However, winning solves everything. They get on the field, he gets some targets. Last word, Harry Loves. Look, he was fifth in targets last year. I know that that seems like he should be happy about that, but again, it's more about these moments as well, and he feels like he is just as important to their winning as Josh Allen is. Coming up, buy or sell some NBA trade scuttlebutts. You trading Zion for Scoot, Tim? <laughs> Scoot? <laughs> the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Could the New Orleans Pelicans be considering trading Zion Williamson and moving up in the drafting? Could it be to take Scoot Henderson? It's a Shams Charania report. A Zion for a scoot. Tim Kalashaw, you know how this game works. Well, actually, let's rename it. Cap or no cap? Should New Orleans trade Zion for scoot? First of all, I don't think Scoot Henderson's a real person. We've never had a scoot in the NBA or in baseball or anything else <laughs> that I can think of. I'm not even sure that's, that's legit. But secondly, I honestly don't think they should trade him because I think his value is so minimal right now to other teams. A max contract guy, you don't know about his his off-the-court habits uh, and getting on the court has been a big, big problem for him. So you're going to trade him for 30 or 40 cents on the dollar? I think you're better off just trying to get him where he was last January before the most recent injury. 
Harry Lyles Jr. Should they be considering moving up to two or three and, and parting ways with their former number one? Yes, as somebody that has actually been the biggest Zion Williamson defender on this show, if you have an opportunity to get a guy like Scoot Henderson and Tim Kalashai, I highly suggest you buy into the name science where if your name is a verb, you're honestly just a better athlete <laughs> as a starting point. Uh, but yes, look, not only is he a great athlete, if you can somehow manage to get Zion off your hands, even though I still think that there's potential there, I think that you take the risk because Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum are going to be really costly to you. This new collective bargaining agreement is not very friendly. Okay. So if you could get younger and pay less money, do so it. So you are buying into this. It's it's time to end the Zion, well, what was going to be a revolution in New Orleans at this point. Martenzi Johnson, where are you? Are you with Tim or are you with Harry here? Uh, to start, Tony, I'm no snitch, but neither Harry nor Tim said cap or no cap. So I'll be the first one to say uh, this is cap for me. And I'll just use the box analogy. On one hand, you have this known commodity in Zion Williamson, for better or for worse. Uh, he is one of the most dominant players in the league when he plays. Now, granted, he's missed 63% of the games that he could have possibly played in. But regardless, you know who Zion Williamson is. On the other hand, you have this box. Scoot Henderson could be anything. He could be good. He could be bad. He could be indifferent. And so I'll go with the known commodity. Okay. And you gotta go with All Zion. Right. While you're making your argument, and you mentioned he's missed 63% of the games, you know that hurts your argument just a little bit there, Martenzi. Mita Kimes, now to you. Well, I'm not drilling on that phrase, known quantity, because you're right, Martenzi. We know how good he is when he's healthy. We know they were the three seed before he went out in New Orleans. We know how well he fits in that team. What we don't know, and what I would argue the Pels know, is how committed he is to the rehab process. And to me, that should determine whether or not they're willing to move on from him. Because if he's fully committed, you stick with him. If not, I would seriously consider a trade. Mm -hmm. Another NBA rumor, Washington Wizards may be ready to move on from Bradley Beal. Let's talk about that. Multiple reports here suggesting this is where it's heading. Beal is due a small kingdom in salary in the upcoming seasons. Make the argument, should the Wizards do this? And what's the best landing spot for Beal? Johnson, go. Well, if you want to pay $60 million for a player and he not get you out of the second round of the playoffs, then by all means, keep Bradley Bill. But it's been the same old story for this team for the last five years. I think it's run its course. It pains me to say this. It personally pains me to say this, but he should probably go to the Miami Heat. They Clearly, from what we just saw in the playoffs, they need a second mm -hmm. okay. uh, score. He's not the playmaker that you want your star player to be, but he doesn't have to be the star player here. Jimmy Butler is. Harry Lyles Jr. After fighting the urge of obviously him going to the Lakers for nothing, I think a great place for him could actually be Memphis, uh, where a trade would actually be able to work. Maybe they throw Desmond Bain in there, some other picks, and then you get somebody who's been in the league for a while. He's a veteran. He can help lead a younger team to perhaps reach the potential that we saw in them a couple of years ago. So I kind of like the idea of Memphis. Beal on Beale Street then, huh? Kalashaw, how about you? I think the Lakers for something actually would be a possibility, and I actually think there'll be a market for a guy, even though he's missed a lot of games himself uh, the last two or three years, and he does have, as Mertensi said, an enormous contract. Uh, when, when you're a proven 20, 23-point-a-game scorer, everybody who got eliminated in the playoffs thinks we're that guy away, and somebody will fall, somebody will make this deal. So, but you think Los Angeles could put together yeah, a deal that would be better than the 29 other teams in the NBA? I don't know if it'll be the best deal, but that, that'll be one of the deals. Mina Kimes. 
I mean, we can all wish cast destinations, but Bradley Beal has a no trade clause, uh, improbably. And that leads me to believe a, a likely destination will be Philadelphia, where he can play with his buddy, Joel Embiid, especially if James Harden is on the way out. There's space in that backcourt. Makes a ton of sense. Mm. Hey. <laughs> Tight score. Quick horn, too, there. And look at this. Right up. No cap. Tim Kalashaw and Harry Lyles in showdown. Next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. The Oakland A's. Seven straight wins now. That's one story. Nevada moving along with ballpark and courting. That's another story. But last night, the much-planned reverse boycott where fans of the A's in Oakland came to demonstrate their passion and that this wasn't a fan issue, it's a team issue. 27,759 showed up. 59% occupancy. Tim Kalashaw, how effective was the reverse boycott last night? Oh, I don't think it was as effective as they wanted it to be. First of all, Las Vegas uh, pretty much uh, summed it up during the day that it looks like they're going to end up getting the team. But 27,000 is not a special attendance in baseball. That's average for, for half the league. Harry Lyles Jr. It definitely wasn't as many people as they would have wanted to, but that is kind of an effect of this ownership and how much they've tanked this thing since 2019. I think it is effective in the sense that the people that showed up there really wanted ownership to know how much they think that they stink, and they did accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Point. Tim Kalashaw, showdown two. Is this rock bottom for the New York Mets? Not just their ninth loss in 10 games, but also losing to the Yankees at home. And Scherzer getting tagged again. And another pitcher getting thrown out for sticky stuff. Tonight, Justin Verlander's chance to get it right. Could tonight, June 14th, be a must something for the New York Mets, Harry? Uh, they must not lose as much as they've been losing. Yeah, the Braves are looking down at them, and they are much closer to looking like last place in the NL East than first, and they're spending more money than absolutely anybody. Yeah, this is pretty musty to me. Hard to believe the Mets are turning into the Mets again. They won 100 games last year. They had a Justin Verlander. How can this team not even be a 500 team 
5-1 lead on the Yankees. Scherzer falls apart. So a must crazy. something? Is it a must win for Verlander? A must win for Buck Showalter? What are we talking about? They're just a musty team right now. They're, they're just a musty <laughs> team. I go to you for my musty. But Tim Kalashaw. Cap. Cap. No cap. They suck. Thank you, Tony. It's time for a little College World Series preview. I know with the NBA and NHL finishing, you think sports is dead for a while. Forget about it. This week, you've got Oral Roberts, which was a four seed in the first round there in the College World Series. That's the equivalent of a 13 to 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, making the Elite Eight. So watch out for Oral Roberts. They're a fun team. And then Wake Forest, number one seed in the country. It's their first trip to Omaha since they won it in 1955. Where have they been all these years? 69 years ago, they went there. Now they're winning. Good job with the math. Very quick there. I think Tim was Tim was showing off his math skills.